All right. My guest on the show today is Ivan Demosten. Ivan Demosten is the CEO of Hamilton Demo. Hamilton Demo is a, a, a bad A. I'm not going to swear quite yet. Maybe later today, Ivan. Executive recruiting firm based in Cincinnati allows you to hire with confidence. And I know we got a lot more things to talk about. That's not all you do, Ivan. So Ivan, welcome to the show today. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for nice. having me. Fred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're recording this in um, early 2022, which is a very interesting time in the world. We yes. were just catching up a little bit on, uh, you know, kids at home. We have kids at home right now, too. It's uh recording podcast with kids at home is, you know, not the ideal studio, but we make do with what we got, right? Yes, exactly. All right, man. All right, we're gonna um, we're gonna pound you with questions and get to know you today. Let's do it. Pound you're away. ready. I, I know you're ready. So we're gonna get right into this, Ivan. So first things up. First question that all of my audience knows I'm gonna ask you is something that you nerd out about. So what's something that you nerd out about? Huh, something I nerd out about. Um, gosh, I I I, I don't know. I think it's cool, but. Uh, I love some classic music, like uh, classic music. Yeah, so uh, like I heard, I I was listening to uh, a rehearsal uh, segment from Elvis Presley for Sus- Suspicious Minds this morning with my daughter. When uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, that is uh, cool. Yeah, so uh, my mom used to love old fifties and sixties music, and that's still whenever you know, even when my mind goes blank and or something reminds me, I. I love to sing it out loud or I'll look nice. back and, and uh, uh, listen to it. Uh, also, people who know me, uh, they don't even need to know me really well, but they know that uh, I'm always down for an Eddie Money tune. And, Eddie uh, Money? Oh, yes, sir. I've got some, uh, got a couple of Eddie Money stories to share. Um, oh, you know, we, we got to hear it. Now, you, you can't say that and not share it. Oh, well, hey, oh, I, I would love to share them. So growing up. Um, my, so part of my story, I was born in Haiti and when Mm -hmm. I was six months old, we moved to New York. My father was a physician. And so we, um, we, we lived out in Long Island and my, um, a lot of my family lived in, uh, Queens, Manhattan, Brooklyn, and the Bronx. So Mm -hmm. every Saturday morning, like good Haitian parents, they would just yank us out of bed. (laughs) Is that a thing? I didn't. Oh yeah, they'd yank us out of bed like five, six o'clock in the morning, throw us in the car, and whether we were crying or cold or whatever, sleepy, uh, we'd get on the LIE and yep. drive to whatever family house for the weekend. Um, meet our you know, aunts, uncles, grandmother, cousins. But in the background would be some Eddie Money music. Right? So back in the seventies he was huge. And huge. Uh, yeah, two tickets to paradise, baby yeah. to me. And then so when good. I got into high school, uh, uh, Shaken was really big. Mm-hmm. And I loved Shaken, just loved Eddie Money, and never really got a chance to see him in person. I always wanted yeah. to. And grow, uh, by that time, I was living in Lima, Ohio, and he had all these free concerts. As a matter of fact, before he passed away, he was still doing free concerts up in uh, Michigan. And Is he really? Huh. Oh, yeah. He's got family from around this area, so he, he used mm. to love to come this part of the country and he did free concerts for 4th of July for years in Dayton and uh, somewhat and all those things. So on my 40th birthday, uh, one or two days before my 40th birthday, he was playing at one of the, uh, one of the local 
uh, places here, and I got a table front row to any money and magnificent show. It was everything I could have dreamed and hoped for. And the next thing Amazing. I do, he he came out, he came out like a ball of fire, Jason. Let I'll me bet. tell you, I'll bet, yeah. And uh, he was signing autographs uh, at the end of the show. And true story, I waited patiently for my turn, and he must not have known how much I loved them. Cause you know, there are a lot of other people there that, that love yeah, them too. Sure. And uh, when it was my turn, I grabbed him from around the neck, put him in a headlock and serenaded him a song and everybody was watching. And after I was done serenading to him, his exact words were pretty good. And everybody <laughs> pretty good. That's great. The picture like she was like, like the look on her face, she couldn't believe it. She took the picture. Amazing. And actually, he always remembered that. Um, every time I, I saw another three or four concerts, and uh, he always, we always shouted out and took a couple other pictures together. So good. Uh, always remembered it. So, uh, yeah, that's what I nerd out about. That's really. awesome, man. I, you can imagine after a hundred and some episodes that I get all sorts of answers. You are the only person who's ever answered who ended up being Eddie Money, which is not yeah. a bad thing. But that's oh. super cool, man. That's a that's a fun story. I was I was about to make a really bad Eddie Money like pun joke, but you it sounds like I'm gonna do it anyway because it's my show and I'm gonna yeah. make any jokes I want. <laughs> you actually got two tickets to Paradise if you love Eddie Money because you were in the front row. Yes. Uh, I at did. a table. So you literally got two tickets to Paradise and got that song sang to you. That's cool. Yes. That's sir. awesome, Ivan. I'll, I'll make you another deal if you ever make it to uh Cincinnati, Jason. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I know a couple spots. They know as soon as I walk in, they they uh, they uh, play any uh, uh, money for me to go up to the mic for some karaoke. So maybe uh, I'm, I'm with you, man. I love karaoke. I'm with you. I probably won't do any money. I, I'm more. Of, I'm a little more talented. I like to do Queen. Like I feel like I'm. I can really emulate Freddie Mercury really well. No, that's not true at all. No, you don't want to hear me singing. No. Well, well, uh, Eddie Money is usually the warm up. There's things to come after. Right. You know, Eddie a, Money wasn't known as like the greatest singer. He's just got a really good, like really good. I mean, he was a good singer, but he you can kind of do him at karaoke. Nobody can emulate Queen. It's just that the, don't bother. It's not going to happen. It's like Michael Jackson. Nobody's going to sing Michael Jackson like Michael Jackson can sing Michael Jackson. True. All right, yeah. Ivan. What's um? I'm going to get to know you a little bit more here. We know you're an Eddie Money fan, which is awesome. What's something that's inside of your comfort zone? Something you like doing easy for you that you know is going to be outside of somebody else's comfort zone? Oh, so, uh, you know, that's a good question. I, uh, I, I, I think of my wife a lot and my kids. So I'm a big hugger, you know, and, okay, uh, yeah. you know, a little chest bump, the, the man hug. Yeah. So I live in a phenomenal community where, you know, um, we've been here for a while in Cincinnati and some people have gotten to know me and they're, they already know that I'm coming in for the hug. And, coming in uh, for the hug. Coming in for the hug, whether it's been an hour or a month and I haven't seen them, they're getting the hug. And uh, other people, you, you can kind of tell they, they give the forearm. <laughs> Or well, that's like the new thing. The new that's the new thing in um, the, the the time of COVID is like the the like uh, let me give you an elbow or like maybe a fist bump. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I've had people give me the straight arm handshake too. You know, so yeah. They, uh, yeah. So that's that's been forever. But um, yeah, it's yeah, awesome. Definitely, definitely, when I see old friends that we haven't seen in a while, they know it's coming in, and 
the friends that we see constantly for uh, booster meetings, parent yeah. stuff, and uh, just regular stuff. They yeah, they know they know we're coming in for a for a hug. I just have to do this, and people who listen to the show know this too. I'm a huge, huge Curb Your Enthusiasm fan. Do you oh, watch yeah. Curb Your Enthusiasm? Come on, delicious. did you watch this? Did you delicious. watch this? Delicious. Did you did you watch this season? Yes, of course I did. Did you see the episode with the with the hugging? No, which one? What? Which one was it? Where the the guy comes in and it's like the guy I hadn't seen Larry in a long time, and they're going to lunch, and he gives him the hug, and he's like, and Larry like recoils, and he's like, that he we we bump penises, and he's like, he's oh. like no, and he shows him how to hug without like the the yeah, yeah, he's yeah. like I have total <laughs> penis awareness, <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Didn't uh, so who was in that episode? The tall guy, the tall actor who uh, yeah. Um, I don't remember. It's one where they, it's one it's one where they go to the the um the museum and then Larry gets his shoes. But I would as you're describing that, I'm like, and he's like, he's like, oh, we he we we touch penis. He's like, you got to have penis awareness. He's like, I have total penis awareness, total penis control. So yeah, funny. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna knock on wood, Jason, because I have never uh bumped. you never touched you never bumped no, never bumped with anyone, and uh, <laughs> so I knocked on wood. I. Hope you didn't jinx me, but uh, literally, literally knocked on wood. Now we're getting into some really good puns here. All right, we could, <laughs> I could go on forever. We could dad joke this thing the whole, the rest of the way home. <laughs> so, <laughs> Ivan, let's look on the other other side of that question. So, something that might be outside of your comfort zone, that's inside of somebody else's. Oh my gosh, Jason, um, I'm showing my age here. The uh, technology is killing me. Right, technology is killing you. Yeah, it's killing me. I, I feel like I'm pretty comfortable with uh, technology to a point, but it's getting to a, a place where, you know, I'm comfortable with what I had. I literally just got rid of a laptop that I had for seven years. <laughs> seven <laughs> still, years, okay. I still can't let go of it. It's it's right here. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm I'm hopping between pairs, right? I haven't transferred everything over, and. Um, I have uh, I have this uh, Cincinnati Bell. I don't know if uh, you're familiar with it. I'm sure you're not, but it's like a, the local, uh, the old uh, Ma Bell provider. Yeah, it's, yeah, sure. It's actually, the only it was the last existing Ma Bell from from the uh, Ma Bell split, and they're still around and they provide internet service. So, my friend, I spend a ton of money on internet and on and all the stuff yeah and it's it's um well unfortunately it's not the best experience so i had my neighbor come over and he said hey you got to get on youtube tv and this and that and i looked at him and he responded are you okay and i i said can i be honest the idea of getting off cable scares me i've had cable for over for like 40 over 45 years yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. like, it's the same. I'm like, yeah, you say that, but what am I going to do? And so, yeah, so the technology is really getting me. I'm showing, showing I, my age I, 52 years old. Well, yeah. Ivan, I love this because your answers yeah. to both of your questions are I'm the, I'm the opposite of each of those. I'm not a big hugger. Like, I'm not the guy, like, I'll come and I'll give you, like, a fist bump or whatever, but I'm not a big physical touch person. So I'm what's uncomfortable for me. And then I'm a technologist by trade before I, you know, started doing what I'm doing. So I'm, like, 
So technology is a piece of cake for me. So I am literally the guy on the other side of your questions, which is perfect because it doesn't always happen that way. So there we go. So I'm yeah. the example on the other side of both of those. That's that's super cool. All right. So, so what, did, did, uh, what did she say? Opposites attract? Opposite. There we go. Opposites attract and yeah. we're here. Here we are. So um, I want to take a minute and talk about speaking. <clears throat> we're speaking here in the podcast. You you know, as an owner of a business, I'm, you said you do Booster. I'm sure you speak about what you do. You're here speaking about this today. <clears throat> Excuse me. If I was able to give you five minutes and you were able to deliver a message to the entire world, so all of us got to hear it, what would you what would you talk to us about and what would you want us to do at the end of it? What, in other words, what would be your call to action for the audience? Oh, uh, that's a great question. So, um, my friend, I love talking about myself. And you talk about yourself? Yeah, I would because I I think it's a. Uh, I realize that we all have a great story, and I and I you know as old man who's afraid of technology, I'm starting to get I'm starting to even become more comfortable in my skin, right? And I believe we've all got a message, and there's all we all have a call to action, right? And mm -hmm. I'm starting to become more comfortable with that personally, and so that would be sharing a little bit of my story, which I always try to do. Yeah, um, and you know, I Jason, I've been totally blessed in my life. I had mm -hmm. two killer parents who would literally do anything in the whole world for their kids. I mean, not that other parents wouldn't, but gosh, I, I uh, they were not only wonderful parents, but phenomenal examples of human beings. And, mm -hmm. and I started realizing this, although sometimes it hurt or it, it wasn't always what you wanted to do or, it didn't make sense. They were the same people when when uh, when people weren't looking, right? They yeah. always you know, it's huge and yeah, huge. And um, I gotta say, as I grow up, I I hope I'm a half of the parent to my kids as my parents were to me, because um, I as I get older, and you can see me kind of pausing because. Not everybody has that opportunity. Not everybody. Yeah. Literally, it's a luck of the draw. Like you're born and hopefully you're born to a situation where you can have the opportunity to thrive. You can make mistakes without the consequence of suffering and those around you suffering. I mean, I, yeah. you know, we were all teenagers, right? How many mistakes yeah. do people? as teenagers or as young adults. So those things um, uh, have really resonated with me. And part of that is in here in Cincinnati, I've been, um, I've been very active in nonprofits for about uh, 12, 13 years now. Nice. And one of the things that has gotten me is that the city of Cincinnati is um, number one, two or three in child poverty Mm. And and uh, uh, children who who uh, may may go to bed without eating, right? Yeah. I forget the word that they use for it. There's a term, and, and that really stuck with me. So the the poverty thing is, you know, it it's it doesn't necessarily need to be a birthright. It doesn't need to be by chance. And you know, there it's there's not just one solution, but it, it part a little bit of that too is a mindset, right? You learn to live a certain way 
then it's, it's just like on the opposite side. If I were born a prince, I would know no, uh, no other way than to live like That's a all prince. You know. Right. Yeah. So I would say at the end of that is if I can leave here in this world and make the world a little bit better place, uh, provide the opportunity for those to help their future generations not have to deal with that. Not only can that be that be better for their families, but better for the world, because uh, when everybody's thinking in, in a, uh, an abundance mindset, I think that this world's going to be, you know, out of this universe. We'll be living on Mars. We'll be living in, right. in this and that. We'll be I. So gosh, the so that's what really I, I I think education at the end. Like, hey, let's all learn. You we you know you don't necessarily need to learn calculus. Yeah. Let's all try to learn something and be a master of something. Have that education. So that your next generation, they can choose what they want too, right? They're not born yeah. living with a poverty mindset or a struggle mindset or a scarcity mon- mindset. So yeah. that's what that be my message. Thanks. Awesome, man. That's, that's great. This is a, um, you're a great guest because we're going to take a really quick break. And when we come back, you know what I'm going to ask you next. And I think we're going to continue with what you just said. So we're going to take a very quick commercial break. We'll be right back after that. All right, cool. The Talking to Cool People podcast is brought to you by Jason Frizzell Coaching. Jason works with amazing people who are looking to find and develop their passion and purpose and create their journey to wherever it is they want to go. Check us out at jasonfrizzell.com, Facebook, or on Instagram. Jason loves hearing from anyone who thinks it would be cool to connect, to be coached, or to be a guest on our show. Email him at podcast at jasonfrizzell.com or DM him on Facebook and Instagram. And now, back to some more amazing conversation on talking to cool people. All right, Ivan, we are back. All right, let's just continue on because I think we're going to lead right into what's next. And so what is it that you want all of us to know about you? Uh, Well, uh, so my company, Hamilton Demo is an executive search professional uh, placement company. We provide solutions and uh, project solutions for all types of organizations from small businesses all the way to enterprise. Through my Mm -hmm. career, I started off at CareerBuilder, then Monster.com, then with uh, Professional Diversity Network. You're a recruiter by by trade. Like you've always always been in this industry. Yeah, so I'm recruiting, um, but I've been in sales for over 30 years, right? <laughs> so, right. I'm not surprised you say that. Yeah. Yeah. So I was uh, 20, 20, 21 years old when I first started selling. And uh, I'm 52 years old now. So yeah, 31 years. Time happens really fast. It really so, does. Uh, I got into the industry in 04, 05. And so after 18 years, I consider myself more of a, a salesperson. As a matter of fact, sales, yeah. Yeah. So I do the recruiting, but it's, um, I come from a place of business development and, and sales, right? So, and so you're actually more uh, interacting with the companies who would hire your firm to, to place. Oh, yes. into your, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Thank that makes a lot so of sense. Much. 100%. So uh, 99% of what I do is all B2B. Yeah. Uh, so everything from, 
going to a company and providing a project where we could, um, you know, place direct hires to uh, providing other solutions from career fairs to um, uh, placing our placing media recruitment ads for people, mm -hmm. other different things. Uh, I, I help with all of it. And nice. so, yeah, so uh, would really want people to know, especially if uh, you're you're in a growing business. That's one thing that that I should say. Um, my expertise is primarily in enterprise organizations. But mm -hmm. since I started our business, Hamilton Demo, four years ago, four or five years ago, uh, we've really had a lot of small and medium-sized businesses that we've worked with and helped grow. And awesome. we've been experiencing that growth with them as well. So wherever you are, I'm happy to chat. Go to HamiltonDemo.com. Uh, you may not believe this, Jason, but I, I leave my phone number on there. And uh, Oh, look at I, that. Oh, yeah. Hey, you know. Was spoken like a true salesperson. You're like, if you got a deal for me, you could call me. I'm I'm available. <laughs> I love that. You, you know, people have given me slack on a lot of things from putting my uh, phone number out there to, you know, I've got some of uh, uh, some interviews with Ivan, podcasts that I've done, et cetera. And mm -hmm. you know, my whole approach. One thing I have learned uh, being a salesperson is you want to be your true authentic self. Do I want to be polite? Do I want to be professional? Do I want to show up on? Yeah, you got to do all that stuff. But um, people can sniff out a fake. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you can, and, and to that, they know when somebody's trying hard, too. There's a difference between trying hard and being a fake. People can people can sniff out a fake. I agree. So I just, you know, I just got to be me. And part of me is, hey, here's my number. I, I trust that people who are going to reach out or if they want to call on a Sunday morning, <laughs> that's fine too, right? I'll take that. And uh, yeah, so. That's nice, man. What's, <laughs> um? so I, in my former corporate career, I worked with, uh, I was placed once and it was a delightful experience. Oh, nice. Yeah, I was placed, and I really, I really liked the people I worked with. It was, it was a very smooth process for me as the candidate. And they really helped me and prepared me, and they ended up placing me, and that was a perfect fit. I'm curious for you because I, uh, I think you might be the first person I've talked to in the recruiting space in the podcast, and I don't spend a lot of time in the recruiting space overall. It's just not the, it's not the world that I live in, really, especially as I work for myself, podcast, and do executive coaching for tech. So for me, I don't, you know, like this is not the world I live in. What's the best part about this space for you? Like, what what is it that gets you up in the morning, gets you excited about doing what you do? Oh yeah, so Jason, that's I, I'm so I'm so glad you asked that question because someone asked me that question yesterday, and uh, I I I will be candid with you. When I first started in this business, I didn't think I was going to be here long. As a matter of fact, I've I heard that in this business. Yeah. As a matter of fact, there was a time when I thought to myself, okay. Um, this is a great company and um, things are happening, but first chance I get, once I attain my goals, I'm, I'm Audi, right? And mm -hmm. I literally thought to myself, why would anyone ever want to stay in this business, right? There's just, when you deal with people, you know, it's not like being an accountant or no. an Uh So maybe to some extent, uh, attorneys and, and, uh, Doctors, since they're always dealing with people, they, they've got a little bit of this. But 
you never know what to expect when you deal with people, right? Right. Especially people that are, especially people with a need that are hiring and also people that have a need to get a job. Yeah. Which is, you know, generally a kind of a high stake situation on both sides in some ways. Yeah. It's, it's, it's nuts. So let's say it's never boring. And right when I think I've seen and heard everything, it, I, I'm always, uh, I'm still surprised. So with that being said, uh, that it's, it's something new every day. Sometimes it's frustrating, but the other times, I mean, like the frustration that I could have one day where I'm on the phone with someone and I think I'm connecting with them. And then 15 minutes into the phone call of a pre-qualifying call or initial call, they hang up on me and I can never get a hold of them. Uh, Frustrating. Um, So frustrating. Or you, you reach out to someone who, you know, submitted a resume, but all they want is to text back and forth. I'll never figure that out. You no. know, or like, why would you, why would you express interest in a job and not make yourself accessible? <laughs> right? It's, it's, it's goofy. So those are frustrating things. And sometimes there are reasons for it and sometimes others, but when you're able to hire someone and it comes at a time where it is not only impactful, but life-changing, potentially life-changing, I mean, that that's uh, one of the greatest gifts I get every once in a while when that happens and I can actually help someone in their life get to where they want to be, whether it's they were down and out and needed a new job. They the the new job gave them the opportunity to go buy an engagement ring and, and yeah. their dreams, um, move their family. Uh, you know, all these different things and opportunities. I sh- I shared this story on a podcast uh, recently that I did some work for Chipotle and they were mm-hmm. needing crew members really bad and uh, some other positions. So I did a campaign for him. And as I'm on the phone with this young man, after being, after being hung up on for, by a few people and having a few no shows, you know how that goes for every, oh, yeah. for every great story. There's one that didn't work. Oh, out, of course. You know? Yeah. But yeah. this uh, young man is talking and, I can hear stuff going on in the background, but he's being very polite through the noise and uh, how we started off this uh, podcast. There's kids and, you know, you get, yeah, of course, yeah. it's life. Remember, yeah, it's life. I remember when my son was first born, he had ear infections all the time. So I'd literally be in the calls holding a crying. Screaming. <laughs> yeah, screaming. screaming. But uh, so you get, I get that. And, but the call was going well. And, but finally I had to ask, Hey, what's going on back there? Yeah. And he's, he tells me it's my brother and he, he wants a job too. And I'm like, well, put him on the phone. Nice. So he, so he puts him on the phone. And after I talked to his brother, again, another delightful experience, but there's still commotion in the background. And I'm like, so what's, you know, this is great, but what's going on? And she, he's like, my mother's asking if she can get a job too. Nice. And I'm like, well, put her on the, put her on yeah. the phone. Yeah. And, my friend, those guys, they ended up going to the interview together and all three of them got hired. That's so fun. They literally called me from the car thanking me Amazing. and they kept in touch with me for a while. Um, uh, and then, yeah, pandemic, yeah. Kind of, you know how that happened. But oh, yeah, yeah. I, so something like that, I was walking around smiling for days. And Yeah, of course. What a difference yeah. you made. 
yeah. And you know, you, uh, you hope you make a difference. Uh, sometimes you, you can't see it, but sometimes, uh, God lets you actually live, see and feel it. And that's, that's great. Um, um, I appreciate that a lot. So that's yeah. awesome. Ivan, uh, you said something and I'm going to get on my, as those who listen know that sometimes I get on my little soapbox, I'm going to get on a little sales soapbox for a minute for a quick thing. The thing you just said about how people hang up on you, I it boggles my mind when business owners don't treat salespeople well because business owners generally have salespeople selling their products and services as well. And so I always I, I get you might not be interested, but there's just a there's just the the lack of decency to fellow humans. And I'm like, but you run a business and you are you are selling something. Every business is selling something. You also bought the chair you're sitting in from somebody and you bought and you you bought your real estate. So when I hear stories and I used to work in enterprise software sales where it's not quite as bad because they're generally in need. But I also worked in like small and medium where people just they're just rude. I'm like, but you're a, a company selling something and you I know you have salespeople that are like, what would you do as the owner? So this is like my PSA out to all the owners out there and all the people for salespeople. We're all just doing our, you know, like all the salespeople are just doing their jobs. That's it. You know, yeah. it's an air of decency. It may be inconvenient. It may be a no, but just treat treat salespeople with respect because they're just doing their jobs just like everybody else. And that yeah. is my little soapbox. And now I'm now I'm going to hop off it, and then you're going to ask me a question. So. <laughs> no, actually, if I could, if I'd like to keep the soapbox uh, going a little bit, let's uh, let's do it. Let's, yeah, let's stretch the hill a little let's bit. Let's stretch. I, let's let's double up the soapbox. Yeah, let's uh, let's keep coasting down there because my friend, I um, adjunct at Thomas More University. Oh, okay. Uh, the Liberal Arts University, uh, Catholic University here in Northern Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And I got my MBA there. And so it's an honor for me to uh, to to uh, be an adjunct there. And the class that I teach is professional selling. Nice. And you should see these kids. Oh, my God, Jason, if you ever saw these kids, I... I wish uh, I wish I was like the head of GE or something. I hire all of them on the spot. They're so right? hungry and, and friendly hungry. and ready to rock. Yeah, ready to rock. Eager, Eager right? And yeah. uh, uh, you'll be interested to know that one that the first thing I do. So this is going to be my third year teaching mm-hmm. the course. What I do first class is show them uh, the skit from Glen Gary, Glen Ross. Of course, right? ABC. Of course, and, yeah. And uh, eye opening. They so they know what to expect, and I tell them, "Hey, we're going to try to st- simulate a real world environment in here as much as possible." With uh, with you know, look at the syllabus. I won't bore you with the details, but I talk to them like a sales manager would talk to them. I I I guide them and and uh, uh, kind of create situations where th- it would be. Um, client situational selling situations, um, yeah, relationship situations, and I I emphasize to them as a salesperson, there's a couple things that you more than anything that I've seen personally in my whole my whole career, you got to have perseverance and yeah. you have to be resilient because you get a lot more no's then you get yes, then you get yeses. Yeah. And, and for all reasons that don't make any sense either. You get no's for, because buyer, you know, people buy on emotions. So you, you know. Well, well even worse yeah. than that, even worse than that, you're going to get those no's and never know why. 
Yeah, which is yeah. And then right. your managers and then your managers gonna want to know why. And you're gonna be like, I don't know. <laughs> yes. And totally. you gotta be persevered and resilient because you're getting it from both sides. Right. 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 And then I, I tell them, you know, there there there's a thing about fitness when you're in sales. Cause you've got to be mentally fit. You mm-hmm. gotta be emotionally fit. You have to be physically fit because all those things happen. The only way you make it through that is if you've got all those things working for you and that you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're ready to take on the world. Cause you know what? Yeah. You're the, the human person is not built to, to, for that much negativity, but, no. but here's another thing. Mindset is everything. What would this world be without salespeople? It wouldn't, there'd be, yeah. Well, no, like we you probably, have no idea. We, we, probably, we probably wouldn't be here. Right. Because yeah. yeah, the salespeople bring new ideas, products and services to businesses and commerce. Right. That's right. Yeah, so, absolutely. You know, so your salespeople serve like whatever other people think, whether they're like, you know, salespeople are overbearing, they're they're uh, annoying, persistent. I don't know what they think. But for me, I feel, hey, I'm going to call you anyway, because I think whether you buy from me or not, you need to know about this. That's right. You need you need. You need to know that there's a better way to do something the way that you're doing it. Or if you're using something similar to what I have uh, that I'm going to sell, you need to know if this fits better for your company or not or That's for right. your needs. Hence, I, we were talking about the whole YouTube TV and everything else. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, I'm scared. I'm shy. I'm gun shy, right? But it ultimately, I'm going to realize if there's a better way to do something, I'm going to have to yeah. do it. And more cost effective for the same solution. Yeah, we didn't even we didn't even bring that bring that. Yeah, right? yeah, man, so. that's that's awesome. Yeah, I feel like I should have you back on. We'll just talk sales for an hour. Um, I do want to give you the opportunity, Ivan. Tradition on the show here is to ask me a question, and we don't know each other other than the last forty minutes, so I, I have no idea what you're going to ask me. This is never prepared. So, uh, and I'm going to put myself on a short timer because I want to make this about you. But like, I want to see what would you like to ask me. So, in uh, the spirit of New Year's and, mm. and bowl season, so tell me, Oof. are you a football fan? And if so, tell me your favorite uh, college football team. And uh, this is a you're going to love this answer. Yeah, come on with it. I so I went to the University of Minnesota. Okay which is go like go Gophers, middle of the pack for the Big Ten. We play in a bowl game. Eh, Minnesota football is not that exciting. <laughs> I married a Buckeye. My wife yeah. went to Ohio State. Uh. So yay until the Big Ten championship game. <laughs> not good as an Ohio State fan. I think they um, they ended up having a phenomenal – they played Utah and beat Utah, I think, 45-42 yeah. on either New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. So, you know, in our household, we're not, you know, we're used to having a BCS game or two. So that didn't happen. And then I'm a huge football fan. Unfortunately, I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan because I'm from Minnesota. So, yeah, not a great season. We have arguably, we, if you look at our offensive numbers, Kirk Cousins, Justin, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, 
Dalvin Cook's the starting Pro Bowl, the starting Pro Bowl running back. And you look at our stats, and you you would say this team should be like twelve and five, twelve and four. Yeah, they're seven. They're seven and uh, nine now, and um, yeah, it just wasn't our year. Like our defense kind of stunk, and we lost a we lost a ton of close games. So yeah. now, um, so yeah, I'm gonna be uh, chilling. And I also didn't do so well in fantasy football this year. I'm a big fantasy football player, playing three leagues. So yeah, it hasn't been the greatest thing for me. But I will say, I don't know if you're a Bengals fan. But congratulations if you are in the AFC North when Joe Burrow, man, in two week, what nine hundred seventy yards and eight touchdowns in two weeks or something. Yeah, he won a lot of fa- he won a lot of fantasy players fantasy leagues. That's for sure. Jamar Chase yeah. too. Yeah. So um, I'm actually a New York Giants fan. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. No worries. It's been painful. I hate, I hate the I hate the Giants. Being a Vikings I, fan, I, I hate the Giants. You know, uh, I don't hate anyone or anything, but I'm pretty close. <laughs> It's been painful the last few years to take that from a guy that's been to a Super Bowl where where his team, the New York Giants, uh, beat the Patriots and yeah had the, had the best time of his life. But it's been yeah. painful. But yeah, I will say this: I I do root for the Bengals because my life is easier when the Bengals win. Of course, and, yeah. And uh, Joe Burrow is really a quarterback for the ages. I he's mean, mad. he's he, amazing. He's amazing. But I I actually. I'm worried for him because I think, uh, you know, these young kids, they've got so much heart. He does the right thing. And I, you can see his will to win. If, if he keeps running out of the pocket, he's going to hurt himself, man. I, I hope, uh, so I wish him the best. He's, he's phenomenal. I can't wait to get his autograph one day. Yeah, man. He's great. Cause my son's going to love him. And my wife's family, uh, are diehard Browns fans. Ooh, that's it. That's an interesting dynamic. Yeah, so let me brag to you a little bit. Uh, Please, they have uh, front row dog pounds uh, seats. So really, yeah. So we are going to be at the season finale Browns Bengals game. So cool. You'll be able to see me behind the goalpost. There you go. Uh, nice man. That's dog awesome. So, so we go. We always go see a couple games every year. Up that's there. that's super cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm a I'm a I'm a lifelong Vikings fan. I am fortunate that my um, my whole extended family, my my grandparents were all from Kansas, so I'm a very close second Kansas City Chiefs fan, which has been a much more fun ride. Like Mahomes, is like my favorite player in the NFL. Last year stunk in the Super Bowl. The year before that, and they're they're looking good. And but they lost to the Bengals last week, right? I mean, that's that was that was an amazing game. Yeah. So, um, man, we could talk sales and football all day, but I think. People might have tuned out at that point if they don't like sales and football. What, so what else is there to talk? What about? else is there? What else is there? Chinese so let's food. um Chinese food. Chinese. I like Chinese food too. Um, when <laughs> I get to Cincinnati, we're definitely going to hook up. Especially if there's a Bengals game and you got tickets for me, that would be amazing. Oh yeah. Um, Brother, let's um. That's awesome, man. Let's um. We're going to start to wrap up because we have a few minutes left. I do have a couple more questions for you if you cool. have a little bit more time for us. And I want to ask you, Ivan, what's the thing that you are most proud of? Yeah. Um, hands down my, my family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my wife and kids, my brother, my sister, my nieces and nephews, my man, I've got a phenomenal family, cousins, aunts and uncles. Like I said, the the luck is a draw, like, you know, just the luck of being born into this family. And honestly, my, my in-laws are phenomenal. Both sides of my family. Gosh, I, 
I, uh, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm truly yeah, blessed. That's awesome. So I'm going to challenge you on something. You keep saying I'm, a, I'm lucky. Yeah, there's some nurture there or na- nature there, but there's a lot of nurture, especially with your your kids are not pure luck. Like the reason they're turning out good and the family's turning out good is because you're doing the right things for them. Because my parents made me do the right thing. Because your parent made you do the right thing. Yes. yes. Important for parents. But yes, like some nature, a lot of nurture, so I guess. So congratulations right. on yeah. that. That, yes. that sounds like, sounds like you all have a lot of fun together. Yeah, we do. And then you and then you get to like, you know, bridge the gap between Bengals and Browns. And that's, you know, at least they're not Steelers fans. Then that would like if they were if like you had a Browns family and a Steelers family that I don't know that you could coexist. Yeah. You know, somehow we make it all work. You make it all like love conquers all. Love love conquers con- all. I love it. <laughs> what's um, Ivan, what's something that you're afraid might actually be true about you? Oh, so, oh, that's a wow. This is the therapy question. We're going to get on the couch here with some Kleenex. This is the so, therapy so question. So you know, my father's a psychiatrist, right? So oh, this I, is perfect. <laughs> yes, you can tell. You can tell him if he's still uh, still around that I asked you this, he, and he'll. No, he is. He is perfect. Yeah, he he probably already knows the. Say, answer. son, we're going to handle. Yeah, he's going to say, son, what you answered is either true or not. So, what am I afraid is true about me? Is yeah, what's something that you're afraid might actually be true about you? Huh. Um, so I, uh, I'm scared about, but it's, it's actually true. My father, my father used to tell me this all the time. Um, and I'm sure you, I'm sure you and your audience haven't picked up on this. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, uh, more sensitive than I, than I would like to admit that I am. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can see that. Yeah. So now, now the really, the real therapy question. Now we're going to dig a little bit deeper on that. You know, we've already opened the wound a little bit. We're, going to like, <laughs> we're really going to jab at it. What do you do to compensate for that fear? Oh, what's the, um, thing you, what's the thing you put in place to compensate for it to protect yourself? I uh, puff my chest out. Um, you know, uh, a few dashes of machismo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I just I act I act like it doesn't it doesn't affect me. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's like yeah. At the end of the day, it affects me. Yeah. Know? But uh, you know, I, I do, I do like to, uh, you know, give myself the opportunity to like let it all go. And yeah. sometimes, sometimes, uh, you know, a football game or some uh, a guilty pleasure of any money. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's such a guilty know. pleasure. What yeah. advice? If any money is your worst vice, Ivan, I think you're in a good place. Well, hey, it feels good. It feels good. Anybody yeah. with little uh, Elvis and some other stuff. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that's awesome, man. You're like, and then also, I'm I'm gonna go and sob into a pillow for the next half hour after this podcast as I'm judging myself. But that's well, that's a whole um, different story. Yeah, yeah. You know what? It's not crying if nobody sees you. That's right. That's exactly <laughs> as men. We're, we're like, I like, I love the talk. We're going to end the episode with a bunch of toxic masculinity. It's perfect. <laughs> that's, that, that's hilarious. Love it. All right, my man. Um, how can people, so you mentioned this before. I want to, how can people connect with you again? Like, and this is all going to be in the show notes as well. So we'll put all this in like, yeah, like I'm sure people are going to listen to you. They're going to want to connect with you on LinkedIn, hit you up on your website, find out more about what you're up to, uh, yeah. maybe troll you a little bit on football. Like, yeah. How can people connect with you and find you? Yeah, so look me up. I know I have a long, um, an interesting name, Antoine Vademosten. I go by Ivan Demosten. That's Ivan with a Y. You don't have to remember that. 
just go to hamiltondemo.com and I, I pop right up and my number's right there to contact me. Um, feel free to reach out. Um, texts are good also. Yeah. Uh, there, there is a, there is an, uh, an admin email there. So you can feel free to email as well. I, I would just love to chat if you're interested in just learning more about what Hamilton Demo is able to do and provide. We uh, we provide our services nationwide from New York to California. Nice. Um, all industries, all size companies. Nice. Uh, so happy to talk with anyone. And uh, get, yeah, feel free to, to go out there. Give me a call. 513-257-9683. Is that you're a brave man. Yeah, that's a brave man. Yeah, you really are a sales person. You're like, I give you my number. I don't. Some people are like, Oh no, you're gonna hit me up on LinkedIn, and if I don't want to respond, you're not. You're like, Bro, I'll give you my number. It's all good, man. Oh, please feel. That's feel awesome. Free. Feel free. That's awesome, Ivan. Well, I want to thank you for uh, you know, coming on, getting to know you here live on not live. Well, it's it, we're live. This won't be live because it's a podcast, but you know, it's close to live and just, it's been a pleasure to get to know you. And I'd love if you would, what you do for us is what all of my guests do and leave us with some words of wisdom. And these words of wisdom should be short and sweet. So for somebody who's not so tech savvy, they should fit on a post-it note. And I know you know what that means. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, thanks Jason. You know what? Um, I, I, I'm really big into not overcomplicating things mm -hmm. and you know, we all go in, you know, we have kids, they become teenagers, and then they leave the nest and all this other stuff. I, I think the, the best thing I can say is just do the best that you can at the time, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. um, and if you, you'll know if you did your best at the time. Yeah, we all, in hindsight, realize that maybe we can do things a little, we could have done things a little bit different. But um, for me personally, I realize if I do the best that I can at the time with what I know and um, what's available to me. Um, I don't have regrets. Even if there were other things I could have done, I did the best that I could at the, at that time. Yeah. So that's I love, yeah. I would leave with, uh, your people. Yeah. With I think we'll, we'll, you know, and probably call it a, like a callback. We'll call this all back to football the analogy that I is like in, in any sport, actually, if you leave it, if you leave it all in the field, then you can walk, even if it doesn't work out exactly the way you want it to. Cause Really, how often in life does it work out exactly how I wanted to? Keep your head held high. Ivan, thank you so much. Best uh, best of 2022 to you and the family, to Hamilton Demo, the business. I can't yeah. wait to have you back on and talk sales sometime soon. And yeah, uh, Let's do it, man. Please have me back. This, this and enjoy the football game. Yeah, enjoy the football yeah. game this weekend. Take care. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Talking to Cool People with Jason Frizzell. If you enjoyed today's episode, please tell your friends. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook and give us a shout out or take a moment to leave a review on iTunes. If something from today's episode piqued your interest and you'd like to connect, email us at podcast at jasonfrizzell.com. We love hearing from our listeners because you're cool people too. <laughs>